Hi everyone, welcome back to 4 Geeks by Geeks, the place where geeks come to geek out. I am your DM now, Jeff Sitz. Uh, tonight, that's right, we're back with Dungeons & Dragons. We are doing a, a little bit of a branch off from our previous Dungeons & Dragons campaign, DM'd by our wonderful uh, T-Daddy. Um, he... <laughs> I got him with that one. Um, we are still in the same world. Uh, but it is um, an, in, an indescript, nondescript amount of time after that campaign. Um, it's kind of supposed to be not known at this point how far after the campaign this takes place. But at least uh, a decade or so. Uh, some time has passed. The world has healed. The world uh, is healing. It has not fully healed. Um, but yeah, we are here, we're doing the, uh, if you are watching this on, on YouTube or listening to it in the podcast format, uh, just, I want you all to know that we are going to be joining in on the Twitch uh, chat, the moderated Twitch chat. If you want to come and join us live every Thursday night, um, that's where we all get to join in with those of you who are watching it live. It's going to be the, we are pre-recording these, but the release of these uh, videos of these episodes is going to be the first time we get to watch them as well so we get to react with all of you we get to talk back and forth with you we get to have conversations with you and if you join in on that chat no promises i cannot guarantee anything but we do like to listen to our audience members on ideas for upcoming episodes or sessions again with it being pre-recorded it's a little wonky how that might work out but we always like listening. We always like input. We always like talking to you and geeking out together. Um, I think at this point, it's time to introduce the players at the table that we're going to have moving forward. Uh, we may have some people jumping in and out here and there. But uh, up first, we've got Bozer. Me? Me first? Yeah, Bozer first. Hi, guys. <laughs> My God. Look at our new setup. Isn't I it know, nice? It's so nice. I don't know which way I'm supposed to look for it. Oh, no, that's right. I'm up in the upper left, so I get to look yeah. down like this. Jeff, no, other way. Right. Other way. That's, <laughs> that's looking at us. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. <laughs> so I'm Bozer, but do you want me to talk about like my character, what I'm playing, the backstory? What do you want? Um, let's get a little bit what you are willing to share about your backstory, because we'll get into some of the more secretive stuff as the narrative plays out. Okay. But let's just share your character name, uh, short physical description. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. And then what backstory you believe is sure, relevant sure. to start this off. Okay. Well, I am playing Merrick and he is a gnome sorcerer magic user but he's only 10 years old and he's very young and way out of his depth um he's got very red curly hair uh you can see my banner it's different than the one it was a second ago so apologies oh, about no. that um but br brilliant aquamarine eyes uh, very pale skin currently you can't quite see a lot of what he's wearing because he's wearing some simple almost like institute robes but it is obscured by a very large robe that's much too big for him and his sleeves hang down past his hands honestly 
I am getting some just from the because I don't actually get to see this picture right now. Yeah. Um, my mental image is almost of a youngling as far as his robes go from the Jedi Order. Almost, yeah. So okay, his his inner robes would look mm-hmm. a little bit more like, like a youngling. You're right. Um, but he's just got this big cloak and robe where the, his, it hangs past his hands and it's kind of difficult for him to walk on feet without hanging it up. Um, but a little background about Merrick. Uh, Merrick Baffelhelm mm-hmm. is only 10 years old. He's a magic user and he was basically born and raised in the Arcana Institute in this town that we are in. We don't know much about it, but there is an Arcana Institute where his parents did some... Um, maybe some slightly sketchy research that he doesn't really know a lot about, but but they say Edward at some point, I'm leaving the show. If what? Did you say Edward at some point? I'm leaving the show. Um, No, 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 no. (laughs) So he he didn't have a a great relationship with his parents because they were always engulfed in their work, Um, but he learned magic there, and then one night there was a raid on the institute and he was forced to leave he was given something by his parents and uh made to quickly escape the institute and this is his first time ever leaving the institute in his 10 years of life so that's where we're meeting merrick during this campaign up next let's have lucas all right so i am playing gaia he is a water ganasi. Um, I come kind of from a almost I wouldn't say an institute. Guy worked uh, closely with a like sanctuary, kind of harbored knowledge and um, kept close contact with some of these newfound dragons of the world as the the world has been healing. And I uh, am making my way through the world now, um, kind of exploring a little bit more, taking a journey. If you will, I'm playing physical description. Hmm? Physical description. Physical description. Okay. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Look like? Um, so I'm wearing some nice, rather sea serpent scale mail, uh, with some dragon scale kind of tucked in there for um, fashion. I am a lighter blue, um, as coming from the water. I have some sea foam green hair, and I actually have some markings that are kind of this more um how would you say like fish scale like like shiny i have kind of like some shiny markings along my face um like not like like prismatic but iridescent iridescent yes okay Uh, some iridescent markings along my face um and my cheekbones that kind of just define that facial structure um relatively medium build kind of kind of guy super you know lean into the water that sort of stuff all right, all right, all right, all right. I, so far, I mentioned this in the, the, the group chat that we were having earlier. I, I'm in love with these characters already. And last but certainly not least, we've got our old god uh, who ha- we have killed and sacrificed upon the altar to make room for me, the new life. Um, but T, you are now rising from the ashes of the DM to be a player for the first time in years i i'm excited to see what you bring to the table i know we've talked about it but i'm excited to see how you build this character moving forward but enough from me who are you playing now 
uh, as Jeff said, I am T. Uh, I am playing Milos, a Triton rogue. Um, much like um, Gaia, we're actually going to have a very similar appearance here. Milos is a self-proclaimed archaeologist. He is very tall and lean, uh, once again, uh, living in the water most of his life. He has not explored the surface world much at all. Uh, Milos uh, likes to spend his time, in his words, radicating. Uh, hmm, how, how would Milos describe this? He does not believe history should be behind glass and guard and will do anything to rectify that circumstance. And here is where we insert the drop of Indiana Jones saying it belongs in a museum. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have the ability to do all these post drops that I am most likely going to reference throughout the entire series of Beyond the Edge. Um, but I, that's something I'm probably going to do, unfortunately. But Listen, sorry, T, go as on. The, as the person editing with you, I plan on doing those types of things as well, so... We'll have we'll have some good drops in there. Milos is very calm natured, um, very soft spoken. Uh, tends to have his nose in a book. Dresses nice enough that he doesn't look like common folk, uh, but definitely tries to blend into the crowd. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this character. I've had him built for a very very long time, um, and then now after finally actually hearing. Bozer and Lucas's characters. I'm very interested to see how these three characters <laughs> mesh together. I say we die in the first 10 seconds of the campaign. World's shortest TPK. TPK. <laughs> I'm ready for the Tarasque now. Right? We will, now that we know who will be, uh, the characters that we will be meeting along the way, or at least introduced to fairly quickly, I think, I think the best course of action is just to jump right into this. Let's go. Yeah? I'm scared. Let's go. All right. Full send. I'm so nervous. Oh, <laughs> me too. Me too, guys. So, our story starts in the port city of Saltshire, a cliffside city with a port at the bottom of this cliff. If anyone has played Skyrim, um, it is similar to Solitude, where the main portion of the city is built along the uh, the top of the these white cliffs the a bustling marketplace a uh, a center of trade for the entire area um, because along with the the port down below it also has plenty of uh, trade routes going across the land from city to city or or several main roads that come in from the the north the south and off to the east as well however we don't see much of that with where our characters are, especially these three. They may have seen part of the city on their way in, but all three of them are trying to leave the city, some faster than others, but all of them are trying to find the next ship out, uh, which is why we are down at the port. The port is, is built underneath the shadow of the city. Um, Luckily, during the, the afternoon hours, it does get the full sunlight, but it's a late morning for for the, the port itself, uh, for the harbor. And I kind of want to know, actually, one last bit of character backstory. Actually, if you are comfortable sharing it, or at least 
Yeah, if you're comfortable sharing it, or at least what you are able to share, uh, why is your character trying to get on a ship out of the city? Because you are all standing on the dock in front of a ship that is about to leave the mainland indefinitely. I will say Merrick found himself at the docks because, like I said, he's never left the Institute that he was born and raised in, but there was one window that was high above, and as soon as he learned a spell enough to reach it, it looked right out at the docks, and it was the only thing to the outside world that he could see, and he was always really terrified and curious about these things and the kind of people, terrifying people, that came and went. And so after he was sent to leave the Institute, he was supposed to find this person, but he can't quite remember what his parents told them to find or the person he told to find. And so something guided him back to the docks. And so he's probably ducking in between things, trying to avoid people at all costs, um, using some spells up his sleeve to be completely invisible to those around him and so i don't know if he's made it to a boat or he's just hidden inside a crate i'm not quite sure what happened okay i will i'll come back to you then because okay. i have a i think i have a way to start this off with you gaia how about you what what reason do you have for trying to leave the mainland um and for the sake of least, um at least what story are you giving yeah yeah um, for the sake, well, as I as I said during my character description um, and stuff like that, my character is kind of seeking to explore the world a little bit and gain gain some knowledge to maybe bring back to the sanctuary. And last but not least, again, Milos. Milos would be coming onto the docks soaking wet, uh, because Milos quite literally came straight from the water and would make a beeline towards the closest group of people he could find all while quickly trying to brush as much water off of him as he can um, as he tries to blend into the crowd. Probably keeping his head down, definitely avoiding eye contact, and kind of has his his little overcoat kind of tucked in tight uh, with his hand pressed into his jacket pocket, um, bumping around people, but really trying to like disappear into the crowd that's kind of formed on this dock as this uh, last ship's getting ready to leave the port. Okay, okay, okay. So... Uh, Merrick, jumping back to you, mm -hmm. you are ducking and weaving um, underneath. Most people don't notice um, a 10-year-old child as, uh, running along the docks. Especially um, a 10-year-old gnome child who's like two and a half it, feet tall. You are tiny, and so most people's eyes are well above your, your headline. But you do see there is one ship where you, I'll tell you what, you uh you find a a crate actually as you are walking along the the dock trying mm -hmm. to find I don't, what would what would Merrick be looking for on the dock what would interest him in a ship first of all he'd want to know how it's floating because he he reads a lot okay. and he's read about bo boats but he's never other than maybe in a smaller scale instance how something mm -hmm. so big can float on water. Um, and what's inside a boat? What do people keep in boats? And so, really, he's he's a little terrified in this instance too. So I think mm -hmm. he's just trying to find a safe space. Less less curiosity being drawn to the boats. It's just the one other place other than his home that seems familiar. So okay. I think more than anything, he's just trying to find a safe space. Trying to find a safe space. Gotcha. Give me a. 
Actually, I don't think you even need to make a wisdom check yet, so we will we'll hold off on the first die roll of the campaign. Ah, I almost <laughs> had it here. Almost <laughs> had it. You hear a whisper in your in your ear. Okay. What about that one over there? The, yes, the one with the gold trim on it. That one no, looks you're pretty. Right. It is pretty, but it's too gaudy. How about that large one just beyond it, though? It seems kind of far. That's fair. It is a little far. Tell you what. Turn to your left. No, no, your other left. There you go. How about that one? That one looks cool. I think so, too. I don't even think you need to make your way past that crowd on the dock. I think if you were really clever, which I know you are, you could make your way in without being seen, couldn't you? Yeah. Why don't you try that? So currently being invisible, since I would have <laughs> cast it <laughs> All as right. soon as I, I exited the, uh, the Institute and mm -hmm. met any person. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently invisible, but I'm also going to cast uh, Levitate. Be careful, because if that is a concentration spell, Oh, they both Invis are, you're right. Oh, even if it's not, uh, invisibility are. ends as soon as you cast another spell. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I'm still invisible, mm -hmm. and... You see this, um, so the, the side of the ship is painted with a navy blue mm -hmm. and white, okay. uh, with white detailing. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> it is not based off of our ship in Sea of Thieves at <laughs> all. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, Lord. But uh, deep, deep navy blue. Um, so dark that it could almost be black if you didn't see the sun shining on it directly. Okay. Some white detailing on the on the ship as well. And then the rest is, is uh, bare wood. It is a massive ship, three-masted. And you see that there are two different gangplanks that lead up onto the ship. One... There is a there is a very large person, like everyone's pretty big to you, Merrick. Mm -hmm. But this person, whoever they are, stands a good head and shoulders above everyone else as well. They look like a mountain of a man, and they are talking to a crowd of people that are in front of them. Uh, in front, the crowd in front of them is a motley assortment. Two people that may catch your eye both have blue skin, which is. A little strange, but you may have seen weirder in your time at the Institute. Maybe in books. <laughs> Maybe in books. The other gangplank is a little bit closer to you, and you see other, not as big as the mountain man, but other other people who are also rather big and strong carrying crates onto the boat. Okay, there so... Are, sorry, there are also, uh, there's a line of, of portholes yeah. um, along the ship as well. There, the ship is floating about 15 feet away from the dock, so to try and make it to one of the portholes would be an awfully big leap. Okay, so I'm going to try to time it where maybe I can dip, dive, dodge, duck, and dip around <laughs> people in the crowd so that I can I see two people carrying a, the same crate. Mm -hmm. One's going backwards, one's moving forwards, and I'm going to try to just sneak right underneath it and walk in pace with it as we move on to the ship. Okay. Uh, give me a... Here it is. <gasps> Give me a stealth check with advantage. Okay. First roll of the campaign. Ooh, come on, baby! And it has advantage. Let's go. Okay. I have a stealth bonus of plus two, so it's 15. 15? Starting off strong. I'd say, I'd say yeah. 
one of at one point one of the the uh, half orc that is carrying it going forwards mm-hmm. accidentally kicks you as you first try and duck under the the box. It's not a hard kick, but yeah. they just like you brush against their leg and they stop, look underneath. They don't see anything, so they continue on up onto the ship. And you are now, as you as you are continuing to follow follow them underneath the crate, they are walking towards the stairs that lead down lower into the ship. And I'm just gonna continue underneath it. Okay. Because that feels like, like a good spot. Yeah. Uh, you get down into the... They actually bring it down into that into the first uh, lower deck, continue moving through, and bring it down into the cargo hold. So before they set it down on me, mm-hmm. the first little nook of cargo that I can find, I'm going to try to dip out. And... Yeah, getting down into the cargo hold, it's about a third of the way full at this point you can tell that there was a lot of stuff that was still left to be loaded onto the ship at this point Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's plenty of nooks and crannies that you could jump into and hide behind okay and that's where Um, i'm just gonna camp i think (laughs) what is your passive perception uh 19 you as you tuck behind yeah that's nice Holy uh, shit! You took the Merrick, feet, didn't you? I did, and Merrick there has nothing go. to do but watch. <clears throat> Bozer's already taking feats, and then look how uh, much he's grown. So with that, you duck behind one of the smaller stacks of crates, thinking you're small. It's mm-hmm. plenty tall to hide you, and as you rest your back against it, slide down to sit down and try and calm yourself. You find it much easier to calm yourself because you smell a familiar scent one that has always brought you comfort and you realize that the crate that you are leaning up against must be full of parchment paper maybe even is that leather that you detect books inside books maybe now you just need to try can i reach it can i reach the the top Like, is it a big you box? Can, no, you can climb on top. It's a it's a small box, but okay. it is a crate that is closed. Uh-huh. And so you need to try and figure out a way to open it. With that, though, we'll jump back to our other two characters. Okay. The two of you, Milos and Gaia, you have assembled, you've been milling around the dock a bit trying to find a ship that is going to be leaving harbor milos you have not milled around i should say you came up onto the dock and beelined it for the first crowd of people lo and behold there is a crowd of about 20 or so uh, about a score of people in front of this ship navy blue dark navy blue um painted hull with white accenting on it how big is the ship it is a I have not had the chance to look up actual ship lengths and everything. Okay. But it is a three masted ship. It okay. is massive. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, whatever ship this is whatever kind of ship this is, um, you would know. You're a seafaring person. Even if it is generally below you're the right. surface of the ocean. But it is made for long voyages. Gotcha. But yeah, there is a group of a, a crowd of about twenty people or so listening to a goliath a half giant okay speak to them uh, yeah milos would probably first thing milos would do milos would look around to see if he notices any tritons around give me 
Give me a perception check. Okay. Second roll of the night. First roll of uh, teas as a 21. Very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, Looking around, you don't see anyone yet. You don't see any Tritons yet. Okay, perfect. Um, You do see, you, you, you do a double take. Because as you're scanning the crowd, nothing, nothing, nothing. Wait a second. They've got blue skin. Closer look. No, they're not a Triton. Milos would immediately grab a stone from his breast pocket and faintly bring it out just to give it a quick look. Um, And if it doesn't react, he'd probably tuck it right back away. Okay, okay. Yeah, no reaction at this point. Well, you know that they're close. Okay. You know that they're close. Um, And so if you're using the stone right now, if you could give me a quick... Just because I skimmed it, I Mm -hmm. don't remember off the top of my head what exactly it does. Uh, so the breakdown of it is uh, Milos would have already attuned himself to it. Um, mm-hmm. He would because he's actively going to use it against said individual. Mm-hmm. So he is going to if he's uncomfortable, that's going to kind of hit be his comfort of like, do I need to be on guard at the moment? And what is the it's an action to use? Um, I don't believe so it just says you sense the distance and direction of the creature relative to your location thank you then in that case is there a range a maximum range on it or nope then you know that they are roughly 400 to 500 feet southwest of you okay and down about 40 degrees uh, Milo's kind of acknowledging the location would be uh, would quickly tuck it away and then make a, a more direct line to kind of get to the front of the group, listening and trying to see what the half giant is uh, talking about at the moment. The they are approaching. They are getting closer. So that four fifth that four hundred to five hundred, mm-hmm. getting closer and closer to four hundred. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Gaia, you have meandered through the the docks a little bit. Um, trying to find a ship, trying to find uh, a way to get off of the mainland. And the there haven't been too many that are looking for new, that are looking for passengers. And so at this point, you're kind of thinking you're going to need to sell yourself as a, as a sailor, someone who can do some sort of work on a ship to gain passage. And that's where you come across this crowd of people standing in front of the half giant standing in front of this massive three-masted ship navy blue hull white accents and the half giant is addressing the crowd the captain has assigned me to come out and find some extra crew to fill out the crew of our ship you see we've had a very profitable past couple of years and because of that we've had Several people decide to retire early. So I am here to ask, is there anyone who may have some experience as a ship hunt? Because we are are looking for new sailors. Thank you. Not everyone at once, please. I didn't want to cut Lucas off. Uh, Milos would absolutely take that opportunity to volunteer. Do you raise your hand? Do you step forward? Uh, yeah, Milos just quick as possible raises his hand and kind of pushes himself towards the crowd. Uh, y- yeah, uh, yes, I, w- I will join. Yes, you, the one in blue. No, not you, sorry, the other one in blue. 
You are next, though. Don't Let, do let's let's make that two in blue. <laughs> uh, yeah. The two in blue. <laughs> that is. I uh, I what? like that. That rhymes. Hey, what? The two in blue. What what? What's your name? Hi hi how you doing? Uh, the moment Gaia speaks to Milos, he is going to casually grab his dagger and kind of like shift himself away, try not to be noticeable about it, but is absolutely on guard next to okay. Gaia. Uh, yes, uh, you who, who raised your hand first. Uh, what is your name? Uh, the, the, the name's Milos. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm from the water. I, uh, I've already prayed to Umberly. Um, that everything goes smoothly, I would be, I would be great. Fantastic. So you are a, a, a healer, a holy man? Um, we could always use a doctor on board. Uh, no, I, 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 I would be better um, helping. Um, I, I read water well. I could help navigate. Oh, we did lose our navigator just recently. He, uh, old man, very old, very, very old. Decided to retire before the sea, the sea took him. Ah, uh, then with that, I believe Milos. Yes. He writes down, he grabs a piece of chalk, scratches your name onto a chalkboard next to him. Navigator. Do you have your own tools? Um, Milos is going to quickly pat himself down. Oh, my, 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 my bag. Um, did, did the old man leave his by chance? Unfortunately, he did not. Um, I, I think I can make it work. Give me a persuasion check. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can navigate. Plus can zero. Moana. Uh, that's a ten. A ten. I will save your spot on the ship, but I need you to come back with some navigation tools. The, uh, okay. The harbor master down there, just on the dock. He's not even going to listen to him finish. He's just going to sprint towards the harbor. They should be able to set you up pretty nicely. Okay. Thank you. And Thank you. you. Two in blue. Next one. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um. For, first off, the name's Gaia. It's nice. It's nice to meet you. Um. You didn't A really. Pleasure to meet you. Inter- what's What's your name again? My. Thank you for asking. My name is Bastian Stormelm. I am the uh, the quartermaster of the ship here, under Captain Yara. And any questions that you have, you will direct them to me rather than Captain. Because if you go and talk to the captain, there's a very good chance that she will just throw you overboard. Well, I guess it's a good thing I can breathe in the water then. That is a very good thing. You may survive if she throws you overboard. It depends on if she decides to tie a rope to you or not. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What was the half-giant's name? Bastian Stonehelm. The captain is a good captain. She makes sure that everyone who does right by her survives. Uh, However, if you do not do right by her, uh, she makes sure that you do not survive. Do not cross the captain. Uh, I I would never. I'm, I'm a pretty honest working man. Oh, are you now? That is wonderful to hear. Um, uh, what, what can you do? Uh, it's funny, you. I was about to. Ask, what what positions are you needing filled? I'm kind uh, of yeah. uh, 
a little jack of all trades. I mean, I can create yeah. water. I can go fish, obviously, if I can breathe underwater. I mean, I, I'm fairly good with knots. Any mm. chance that you have any healing or medicine? Um, I I can tend to some wounds. Uh, I'm not gonna say I'm a doctor, but so no doctor. Uh, it's concerning to me how bad this man wants a doctor for this boat. <laughs> <laughs> can you cook? I don't think I'm a bad cook. I don't know. No cook. <laughs> can you? Uh, can you sew? Can you mend sails? Yeah, I I can. I I'm a, I do a fair bit. I mean, I made this out of the stuff in the reef. Give me a persuasion check. That's a fifteen. All right. I will sign you up as their ship's uh, sail mender and maker. Do you have your own supplies for uh, mending and sewing sails? Uh, I I would have to go get some. I wasn't kind of expecting uh, ah. to to do that. I, 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 I the can... ship the ship does not sail set sail into tomorrow at dawn. Uh, if you need supplies, the uh, harbor master just down the dock should be able to set you up with some tools. Right, thank you, thank you very much. Um, what you sailing at dawn at midday? Um, at dawn tomorrow morning. Dawn tomorrow. Okay. So just make sure that you are on the ship by nightfall because we pull the gangplanks up at nightfall. Oh, okay. That that is very good to know. Um, but they tie a rope no no last the benders in the, in the town. So, <laughs> and, uh, right. yeah, I'll uh, thank him and I'll make my way. Perfect, Milos. Yes. You are making your way through the crowd towards the harbor master the harbor master has the harbor master is basically you realize as you get up to him a general store okay um that kind of focuses on sailing equipment gotcha um so he does have all sorts of tools and uh that you would need for navigation would my gold be accurate to my character sheet yes okay gotcha Um, and so walking up you uh there is a the halfling behind the counter he keeps his shop clean, organized, but there's just such a variety of things in here that it is, it still looks jumbled and gotcha. cluttered. I think Milos would recognize that everything is clean, so like before stepping foot in, he would try to like brush off more water as he can to help himself like look a little more well-kept together. Okay. Um, and, and as he steps into the store, he's just going to make a direct line towards the halfling. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, <laughs> a bell above the door rings as you as you push inside. Um, oh, I'll be with you in uh, just a moment. As you see the halfling up on a ladder. Okay. Um, putting some stuff up on a top shelf behind the gotcha. counter. Uh, oh my God, take, you guys, it's take Tucker. your time. There's a uh, there, there's no rush. Uh, there's always a rush. As he puts his knee his uh, his feet on the outside of the ladder and just slides down <laughs> the twenty feet. <laughs> Uh, catches himself on like the second step from the bottom and jumps off to land on the counter in front of you. Now, what can I do you for? As a DM, I I demand a performance check. (laughs) (laughs) I I will give you a dexterity (laughs) check for that. Can we demand like citizen checks? Citizen's arrest? He DMs us, we DM his NPCs. That was a natural 17 plus his two for dexterity, so he is good. And he's doing, like, this is a little on the nose, but he's doing, like, the 
um, the the leprechaun stance of like the one lean foot forward, bent. one foot up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's just doing. What can I do you for? Um, I'm not from the air. Is, is this what stores are like on on land? Is everybody like you? There's not a store around this like my store. My store's the best one there is. Never um, gonna find a store like mine. Can promise you that. I believe. I believe you. Um, you better. You damn well better. A little aggressive. Um, do you have navigation <laughs> tools? Navigation tools. I've got all sorts of tools for navigating. What kind of tools do you need? Map? Compass? Uh, all the above. I may have oh. taken a job that I'm not 100% qualified for. So, explain to me what you mean by all of the above. Uh, I named two tools. One <laughs> of them was a piece of paper, less of a tool. Um, I just need to know what tools you need for this job. I... Like, I... I agreed to a job that I'm not... Are you familiar with ships? Never seen one. I, I like... Um, I'm supposed to be the navigator of that big one behind you there. I need... Looks every, out the window. The, the uh -huh. dark navy one. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw it. I, uh, I need the tools necessary to make sure they get from A to B and B to C. And Umberly does not get pissed off. All right. And jumps up onto the, the ladder again, kicks off one of the shells as it rolls like six feet off to the right. <sighs> then I guess you're going to need... Milos uh, is absolutely just amazed <laughs> watching this. <laughs> he starts listing off um, like tool after tool after tool. And some of them you understand. Others you're just kind of like, yeah, that sounds <laughs> less like a tool, more like a thing I would do in the bedroom, but okay. Um, and uh, Milos lays... has a notebook and he's jotting down everything. <laughs> he lays the entire, like it's it's uh, an entire set laid out on a leather um, wrapping. Alright, so this is all gonna run you uh, do, 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 do. carry the two uh, 25 gold pieces. Um... I'm going to be honest with you, mate. I'm a little shy. Um, I'm not from the area. I've got I've got 15 gold on me. Can, do you take IOUs? Can I do you a favor? Can I... You're going on that big ship? Yes. It's funny you say you're shy because you're rather bold coming in here asking if you can take this for free. No, no, that no. no not, not free. Is leaving not the free. harbor. Not free. That ship is leaving the harbor for good, mate. <sighs> can... Can we trim this down to 15 gold? 15 gold. <sighs> Mate, you're on a stick. All right. Uh, here. And he pulls out, like, five of the, the bigger, more intricate tools. One of them was already just free spinning. Like, there was a, a gyroscope in the middle that was just constantly going. And you're just like, I, you wouldn't know what to do with it if you wanted. <laughs> Milo seems like, damn, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pulls it out. <sighs> I don't think this is going to be everything that you need. So you may want to see where you can pick up some extra supplies along the way. But this will at least get you from point A to point A.5. Point um, listen, it's a start. <laughs> I thank you. I will send people your... I don't know how many I'm people... I'm sure you will. Li listen, I'm... He frantically looks for something to, like, notarize Give me. Give me a persuasion check. Okay. Again, not his strong suit. <laughs> is this to, is this sign, to up sign up for an affiliate, affiliate program, program with the Harbor, Harbor Master? Master? That's a nat 20. 
Oh, oh first one right. of the game. <sighs> all right. And he pulls one of the tools that he pulled out before and slides it in. Because you're shy. 15 gold for the pack. Ah, you are a gentleman and a scholar. I am neither one of those things, and if you say that again, I may have to kick you out. You're a dick and an uneducated stump? Put it there. <laughs> now get the fuck out of my shop. <laughs> uh, uh, until not next time? I hope I never see you again, mate. The land is weird as shit. Alright, and as you walk out, you almost bump into the other blue-skinned uh, person in the crowd that you Milos immediately puts his hand towards his dagger again. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Uh, behind his coat. So he's not making it obvious, like, oh, I'm threatened to fight you. Milos mm -hmm. is in a defensive state. Uh, you're talking about, like, one of the ones where it's, like, it's right here yeah, on the back of exactly. your... exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I... So it's the awkward, like, you walk out, the door closes behind <laughs> and you. And they you awkwardly almost circle yeah. around each other. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll I'll see you on the boat. Um, yeah, see you there. And B Milos is just gonna sprint again. <laughs> you open the door. Ding 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 ding. Yep, I'll be right with you. <laughs> oh, take your time. Take your time. I'm. I have nowhere to be. <laughs> you see a a head pop up from behind the counter as he's got his arms on it. Oh, then why are you here? Well, I said I had nowhere to be. I didn't say I didn't have to get anything. If you got nowhere to be, then you shouldn't be in my shop. Because if you, if you're here, then you should be here. That's a that's a fine bit of philosophy, right, right there. I'll tell you what. We'll hey. cut to the chase. Okay. Uh, Thank you. I <laughs> and he he does a he tries to like pull himself up onto the the counter, and like did I force NPC almost, rolls? <laughs> yeah. Almost gets up there, but like can't quite get his foot up, and just goes. Turns, you see him disappear below the counter. You hear a, <clears throat> and you see his head like <laughs> step, step, hop up onto the counter. So, what can I do you for? Okay, so um, I'm assuming that that a uh, fellow before me, he he also mm -hmm. told you about you know that that boat's going out and uh, I hired a bunch of new crew. So, I'm gonna be mending sails. Um, okay, kind of need some needle and some thread. At least you know the kind of tools that you need for that. <laughs> I, I do. Damn, throwing um, me under the bus. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't. I, look, I'm gonna be honest. I don't have a whole lot with me. Um, maybe a patch or two. Um, some extra cloth, I mean, if possible. Tools for mending sails. That's easy enough. I can get a pack together for sewing and a patch for the for the sails. Um, honestly, your ship may take care of that. I, I imagine me, we can we can make ship some stuff, but it's always the it's always nice to bring, you know, something. But like I said, I, I I'm not too uh, well off. That hence the reason I'm taking this trip. I uh, need to make me some money. Well, I guess uh, good luck with whatever money you earn, wherever you end up, because from what I've heard, that ship is never coming back. No, oh, well, it, it's a good thing I don't have any family here. Um, very laissez faire of you. <laughs> I like it. It's a good uh, thing I'm uh, I'm willing to travel and uh, explore the explore that uh that big old ocean. I spent a lot of time in it, but not a whole lot of time on it. If it make if that makes sense. I really don't care. It land he throws <laughs> a canvas uh, wrapped tool set um, on the counter, unrolls it, um, and you see a it looks like a a sewing set, 
uh, like a hand stitching set, mm-hmm. but at a massive scale, like ten times the size. The needle is like a whalebone needle that's this big. Um, there's actually like there's a a chisel almost that comes to a rather sharp point, and then a uh, a hammer with a almost uh, a rubber mallet. For time's sake, probably a brass hammer. Yeah. Most likely. Thank you. I was trying to think of like what would make sense for the time period. I got you, boo-boo. Right. We wouldn't all want this... our Twitter to blow up over that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all this, <sighs> 10 gold. Uh, hey, you know, I, I happen to have just that amount. Um, and I'll gladly give it to you. you that was Perfect. very quick. You're very Thank good you. at this. I try to be. <laughs> as long as people know what they need, I can get it to them. Well, I mean... Yeah, it, it makes it a lot easier than uh, people are just kind of window shopping, you know, just looking around. Speaking of looking around, do you have anything kind of interesting around, maybe? Uh, I'm mean, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm not going to make you do all that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Gold, <laughs> please. Uh, yes, and I'll, I'll hand over. I'll literally just hand over, like, the pouch that I have. Like, just be like... <laughs> He dumps out the ten gold pieces into his palm. You oh. tell me he can't just jiggle coin and tell how much is in there. He's an acrobat, not a mind reader. <laughs> Thanks, oh. Disney, for breaking that trope. I yeah. thought everyone can tell how much gold by the weight. <laughs> but looks at it just fucking hell. You weren't joking. Puts it back in. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll try to cheat you. No, I I appreciate that. Just I didn't. Whatever. It, you did a good job. You, you're you're quick. Uh, yeah, I. Sun's thanks. barely going down. It shouldn't take me all. D- I hate new sailors. And he turns <laughs> her around and starts organizing stuff again. And help. If you need I'll... anything else, I'll be right here still. Sadly. All right. Well, you you have a good day. Stay stay busy. I guess. Have you a too. have a good afternoon. Have a good day. Thanks. I'd... You too. Yep. And I'll just I'll walk out. Just kind of looking around and all that stuff. Like, okay. He's just like looking over his shoulder at you now, just like, <laughs> that dude is <was> weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, uh, Merrick. Sorry, I forgot your character's name for a second there. First session, really fun stuff. Merrick. Right. With two M names <laughs> and two of them that look the same. But which right. are they? <laughs> yeah, Baller, Bozer. So, Merrick. Have you figured out a way to open up the crate? So first, I'm going to pull out a set of thieves tools Mm -hmm. just to see if, like, the pliers or the small bar inside is going to do me any good. Hmm. There's no – there's a hinge on here. Okay. But there's no locking mechanism. Okay. Um, It is just – it's nailed shut at this point. It's nailed shut, and I can't, like – grab any with the pliers give me a i mean i guess give me a sleight of hand check okay uh nine no 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 um you can't there's you go from nail to nail and like try and get underneath it Mm -hmm. but it's just like there's no it's flush yeah it is completely flush with the wood um there's nothing to grab for you okay um i'm gonna kind of peek around the area and into the, the stairs coming down just to double check that no one's coming the coast is clear uh give me a quick perception check um oh god ew can it be passive damn eight <laughs> <laughs> um 
you don't hear anyone come there's so many other noises going on around you like the you've got the water on the other side of the wall just yeah lapping against the ship uh the creaking and groaning of the ship itself there's all there's half a dozen footsteps above you going on at any given time it's hard to tell if anyone's coming down the stairs at this point okay you don't see anyone but it's hard to tell if anyone's walking towards them specifically okay um uh, is there any torch down here nope it is pretty dark uh i'd say i'd say it's actually completely dark do you have dark vision i do okay so yeah, you can still you can see, but it's all in uh, in black and white. Okay, shades um, of gray. Then I'm going to actually, I'm gonna have to drop invisibility. Okay. Like like seeing that if someone were to come down, I feel like I could still remain pretty well hidden behind the cargo. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna drop invisibility, and I'm gonna use uh, firebolt and something that Merrick got really good at because <clears throat> he spent a lot of time in the institute alone and just like honing his spells so he got really good at controlling flames because he can cast fireball and then control flames thank god so he got <laughs> he got really good at like 10 year old cast shooting it in immediately wood object <laughs> right full of probably books and paper <laughs> but he's going to immediately um he's not trying to blow up the box or anything just create a flame with firebolt and then control it to try to at least hurt the lid of the box enough that it whittles the uh, the box down past the nails, and I can just... So are you controlling going... flames, or are you firebolting? Yeah, I am going to say control flames does specifically target a non-magical flame. So you'd have oh, to use yeah. firebolt to, to light cre- something on fire. Okay. And then use that flame, because firebolt, I believe, does uh, ignite, ignite things. a flammable object. Which this box so, is flammable? This box is certainly flammable. <laughs> so I'm going to... You know, as much as I can control it, I'm going to try to just, like, first roll up my sleeve. Yep. And then just kind of ignite the corner as much as I can. Give me a... Give me a ranged spell attack. I fucking love this child already. This is going to be fucking madness. (laughs) (laughs) A ranged spell attack. Okay. Uh, Where's my... um, 16. 16? Yeah. I'd say that you managed to... You get a little bit more of the box than you wanted to. Um, it does start to, it mm-hmm. ignites, starts to spread rather quickly. Uh, but you didn't launch the flame off into the rest of the cargo hold. Okay, so then whatever catches, I'm just going to control it to uh, just focus around the top, the lid of the box, and really just harm the box enough. It's not looking down the sides. It's not igniting what's inside as much as I can. Give me a straight charisma check charisma check okay because that is your spell casting modifier right it is within uh or that your your spell casting ability it is technically rules as intended i'd say that's within what control flames could do uh-huh could but could. you are trying to avoid you're trying to burn something while trying to avoid burning what is inside it so yeah right. give me a charisma check 18 so Golf clap. The the top of the box is scorched enough where you feel like you could pull it free. Mm -hmm. So uh, flames start to get a little bit bigger than you expected. Um, You're still, like, keeping everything 
uh, from spreading to other boxes, and you're like, just a little bit more, just a little bit more, because you really need, like, if if this is all for naught, you may light whatever is inside on fire without actually getting the box open. Right. A little bit more. Flames are really getting hot, and you hear you hear a, a bit of a commotion upstairs. Distinguish flames. You distinguish the flames. The wood is charred, and you feel like you probably could get inside, uh, but you do smell the distinct smell of burning paper versus burning wood. Okay. And there is now a slight smoky haze in the cargo hold. Um, what are you doing? I'm. You hear footsteps moving above you quickly. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion. Okay. Um, to c- c- cause a bird. Okay. And uh, it's just going to be like a little sparrow. And it's going to um, like flap at the doors angrily. And just like, like it can't get out. You know, if you ever get a bird stuck in like a back porch. It's just like hitting everything and it can't get out. And, but it's going to be kind of trapped into the stairwell. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> what is your spell save DC? Um, I don't know. Where do I find that? Uh, it would be on your spell oh, 11. sheet. 11. 11? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you send that up this so that bird is like flapping around it is minor illusion so the image of a bird is going around without making any noise <laughs> but and I, I can create a sound or an image so not both you cannot do both okay got it understood <clears throat> um, so flies around and as you hear the top of the stairs creak as people start making their way down. You hear, Blimey, someone light up down here. I know it was you, Gregor. <clears throat> and I'm going to just like put my hood up, collapse myself into my cloak, and I don't know if anybody else used to do this, but I used to play hide and seek, and I, the best place would be hide in the bed with disheveled covers and just mm-hmm. look like you're a cloth. And so that's what I'm going to attempt to do, like, against the edge of some crates tucked around, just in case they were to appear. I just look like a rag. Okay. Give me a stealth check. Um, so as this person who you have not gotten a good look at yet. Natural 20 with plus 2, 22. All right. So, yeah, this person who you have not gotten a good look at yet. You just saw the boots coming down the stairs, uh-huh. ducked behind a crate. You hear them come down. Ugh. <coughs> we'll need to get something down here to clear up. Oh, what the hell? Starts moving through the crates. It's not that hard, bird. We just need to go up the stairs. Right over there. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, buddy, buddy. No, this, this way. Come <laughs> And spends the next, like, 30 seconds trying to corral a non-existent bird up the stairs. I'm just going to think in my mind, Cog, I don't think that was a very good idea. Oh, hush. It was... You learned, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, learning's good. I learned. Learning, learning is very good. Now I think your best bet is to just stay here. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't seen you, but maybe, maybe, because he's going to try and catch that bird eventually. Oh, can right. Can fly upstairs? Can I control it even though I can't see it? Yep. Um, and just from my observant view of the room to my best guess not getting out from underneath my cloak i'm mm -hmm. going to hope that i can get it to fly up up out in the room and vanish i'd say it's uh, it's a simple enough thing the stairs are not super narrow so you just kind of send it in that direction oh, and you hear what the <sighs> all right let's <clears throat> and as you hear the slightly faster footsteps of the same person go up the stairs and you hear Anyone see a bird? Where the hell did it go? As you tuck up a little bit tighter to the crate. Yeah. I That was a too close a call, and whatever's mm -hmm. in that box isn't worth being found. So he's going to sit tight until people. Right. it feels like people aren't coming up and down the stairs as often. All right. Uh, Milos, yes. you make your way back to the ship. Uh, Milos Asian. sprinting once again. I was going to slide into Bastion and give like a deep bow. Calm down there, friend. It is okay. The ship is not going anywhere until tomorrow at dawn. Good. I owe you an apology. For bumping into me? That is very thoughtful of you. Thank well, you. That I and accept I your apology. when you were talking. That was rude of me? You are a very polite... Uh, what did you sign up for? Navigator. <laughs> you are a very polite navigator. Our last navigator was a little bit of a dickhead. I have emotions. I will try to keep those emotions. 200 feet and closing. Um, can, can I go on now? Uh, I believe you have all of your equipment now. Yes, yes. And he holds it up like gleefully. <laughs> Magnifique. Then if you, uh, if you make your way down to the lower deck. You will find that there is a bunk. It is labeled for uh, Ludo, but uh, if you you can scratch out the name, you can get rid of the. It is carved into the post next to the the bunk, so I, you can't really get rid of the. It's not a plaque to remove, but you can scratch it out if you want to and put your name underneath or next to it. I look forward to working with you, and he's going to give him a high five before sprinting up the gangplate. As you go to high-five his hand, it's like, have you ever high-fived a toddler? <laughs> have you ever gave me a high-five? Because <laughs> your hand, like, your fingers splayed out, barely reached the tip of his palm. It is an absolute, like, this man is sitting at a, a chair, like, at a, a makeshift desk in front of the gangplank. Okay. Um, and, like, the stool that he's sitting on, he looks fully hunched over at this desk. The stool he's sitting on is a regular-sized bar stool. <laughs> and he still is... He still towers above you quite a bit. Fair enough. Yeah, Milos doesn't really acknowledge his height. He is more concerned about getting into the ship and hiding. Alright. Um, as you run up onto the ship, uh, one of the... you um, Give me a... Tell you what, what is your passive perception? Because uh, that's just going to kind of gauge your awareness. Of 14. 
14. Okay, so you keep your awareness well enough to not bump into people as you are running up onto the ship. Awesome. Um, you almost bump into a... There is... You almost bump into a a wooden being. Um, Sorry, re just really excited. I can see that. Please proceed down below. As they, like, their upper, their torso turns separate from their legs, <laughs> which are still facing in the one direction. Oh, Jesus. And they, their torso gets stuck as it's turning back. Turns back all the way around the opposite <laughs> way. <laughs> Yes, right there. Three feet to the right. Thank you. And then turns and walks towards the... They are directing a group of sailors that are loading on um, repair supplies. Uh, extra uh, lumber, extra uh, sail patches, extra sails, um, cannonballs, stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, and then Gaia, you make it back to... It's easy enough to make it back to the ship. Did you want to do anything else before you got on board? Uh, yes. So right. I am, in fact, going to take my supplies and my little kit. Um, I'm. My plan is to head to the coastline. Um, actually. Okay. Um, All right. I'm so going you make to make your way uh, away from the the harbor. Yes, just uh -huh. just uh, just not too far out of like mm -hmm. the harbor's area, but kind of in the more little secluded area. Mm -hmm. So you make your way north along the, the coastline a little bit. Um, off in the distance, way off in the distance, you can see the cliffs start to um, shrink. And you're not sure if it's because they start to actually like get closer to sea level or if they just go on for that long. Um, the, the beaches around this area are stone beaches. Uh, so instead of having a bunch of sand, you've got a bunch of these um, white like birds egg sized stones mm -hmm. maybe a little bit flatter than a full like than the full egg size but a bunch of stones just about this big uh brilliant white color um i i will be um looking for my baby do you have a let's cement this here what how do you call for them <sighs> oh that's that's a rough one i actually haven't thought about that um, is there a specific? Is there a special whistle that you use? Yeah. Do you, yip yip. <laughs> I wish I could. I probably just like do the little whistle. Like I, the one thing I can't do. I wish I could. <laughs> to like pinch your lip and I whistle. I mean, I'll be honest. It's probably a good thing that you didn't try to do it because that is really mean on uh, on my. Sorry, audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Thanks, Discord, um, for noise dampening. <laughs> but yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll whistle and be like. Neri, baby, I'm home. Um, and you're out of the water. You see two. Out of the, you see a a disturbance below the water surface. Um, and it at first it's just a small little like ripple, couple of bubbles, and then there's a almost a uh, a rush of air coming up from below the surface. Um, like 20 feet out in the in the waves um, and then through one of the waves you see two small nubbins uh, two two ridges mm -hmm. white right white or silver um, this would be 
I'm actually gonna go with bronze. Is oh, Futurist that's right. You, about to make an appearance. In you game? mentioned that. So uh, you see two ridges, the same color as, or the color of the setting sun, um, crest through the waves, um, looking slightly discolored from the green of the ocean. But as it pushes its head out of the water, a young drake comes swimming up with a rather large fish in her mouth. As she comes up, uh, as she comes up closer to the shoreline, she gets her feet underneath her rather than swimming with her tail. And you see the prepubescent wings. I think that's the right term. Um, yeah. The underdeveloped. The underdeveloped wings. Like They flutter a little bit as she comes up out of the water to dry themselves off. And she starts to... She comes over kind of prancing with her tail whipping back and forth happily as she looks very pleased about her catch of the day. <laughs> and she actually comes over to you... Uh, pushes you with her snout and drops the fish on the the rocks in front of you. Ah, oh, well thank you, sweetheart. Hey, um so we're 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 going to go. Um we've been traveling a little bit. Um we're we're going to go out into the open sea. Now, I don't I know you love the water. And I I promise I'll let you in the water. But there's a lot of stuff out there and I don't want you to get hurt, baby. She she's looking uh, she's a small dragon. So she's looking up at you with these Deep. What color eyes do you want her to have? Um, she'll probably have some like nice, um, almost gold like that honey kind of colored gold eyes. Red, gold red, gold amber. Yeah, amber. That's the word I was looking for. Okay, so uh, she looks up at you with these like bright, uh, bright and deep amber eyes. Just blinks, cocks her head to the side, looks at the fish and just nuzzles it a little bit. Looks up at you again. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um. We we we'll, we're gonna eat, but we're not staying here tonight. We we're gonna have to go. Um. And plan is to hang out here. We'll mm-hmm. cook up this fish, and then I'm going to attempt to smuggle her in with the patches and stuff that I I bought as well. All right. She is a small creature, so it is doable. Interesting, but doable. Uh, so go ahead and give me, are you proficient in either leatherworking tools or um, weaver's tools? Fun fact. <laughs> no. I am not. <laughs> no, on both accounts. All right. Shocked. So, yeah, give me. Got a navigator that can't navigate? <laughs> he can navigate, to be fair. He just, he does it naturally. <laughs> There just might be so, times I'm in the water pushing the ship directions I need. Hey, look, I can help you with that. So give me, I will allow you to choose this one, either a dexterity check or an intelligence check. No proficiency. You, you think I'm going to pick anything except for dexterity? <laughs> oh, that's a, look, look, that's a natural 20 plus 3. Ooh. All right. That's on D&D Beyond, too. Shout out yeah, D&D I saw Beyond. It. Very nice. It's a third so, natural 20 of the game. That is the third nat 20 of the game, the this third is gonna nat bite 20 us of the, the night. Each of you have had a nat 20, haven't you? It's a great sign! Setting look, the tone look, good for no, this campaign. it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, you're getting Combat's it all out of the way hard. now so that you don't have it later. <laughs> oh, good. Hey, first combat, TPK. <laughs> yeah, once, 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 once. Oh. Uh, so, are you waiting until, like, evening, or are you waiting until sunset? Um, probably evening. I'm going to try and get there, uh, like, I'm gonna try to get there around sunset. Yeah, I guess. Okay. 
Okay. During that time, then, what have the two of you been doing? Um, um probably would just. Uh, I'm gonna cook that fish up first. Mm-hmm. Well, you're spending your evening cooking the fish up and getting that. Oh, that's right. So with that nat twenty, you have you've turned the um the pack that the shopkeep, the harbor master, gave you into a full satchel with a enough room in it to have a separate pocket that um, that Nuri can fit inside rather cozily. And if she just curls up and doesn't move, no one would be any the wiser. So I'm Paris Elden. Pretty much. What? She needs to carry her, her um, Pomeranian, right? No? Mm-hmm. Oh. Around, around in a bag everywhere she went. Think more of a messenger's bag kind of setup so that Nuri is up against your back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you, as long as she doesn't move too much, it'd be pretty hard for someone to notice that there's something else. Like suddenly we're back. playing banjo kazooie. Yeah, exactly. Banjo too. You go. Um, so Merrick and Milos, what would you be doing during the? Because you got onto the ship up sometime in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a few hours. What would you be doing during that time, Merrick? As soon as it seems like. Nobody's coming regularly. He's going to kind of sit up and pull his bag off his shoulder and just kind of situate himself into a corner and just hug his bag and just think, do you think mom and dad are okay? Sometimes adults get into trouble that they can't get themselves out of. I would very much like to tell you that they are okay and they very well might be. But I don't want to lie to you. Not to you, Merrick. Yeah. Yeah, you never lie. I don't like lies. Neither do I. I don't trust this voice. And because of that, I can't truthfully tell you that your parents are okay. Because they very well might be dead. The voice did it. But shouldn't we go back and, and find out? Shouldn't we find oh, them? Oh, no. No. Going back would just mean that you get either caught or worse killed by the very people who killed your parents i think the safest place for you right now is right here on this boat we don't even know we don't we don't even know where where it's gonna go or 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 who's on it or that's okay merrick listen you have me your good friend cog and i'm going to take care of you just like you will take care of me how do you know so much i've spent a very long time gathering a lot of knowledge just like you want to but you're so small so are you and we can do great things still I'm hungry you'll be alright Merrick I'm sure there's some food down here but we can't get these boxes open and I don't want to burn the whole boat down that's a very very smart decision do you think you've got some more magic that you could use sneak around try and find yourself some food uh, I mean, it's worth a shot. As long as nobody comes. Because mom and dad said the world is full of dangerous people. We don't know who is coming in and out. And I don't want them to find me. No, not yet at least. No. You may need to talk to them eventually. But for now, shh. I won't talk to anybody. But I think, I think you saw some food on the floor above. Above? There was a table. 
And where there's a table, there's usually plates. And where there are plates, there's usually food. It's worth a shot. Is it dark out? At this point, no. Uh, you wouldn't know, actually. There's not like any light coming from a, an upper deck. So we're like in the uh, lower, lower decks. Yes, Current. you are okay. in the... You're in the boat. <clears throat> okay. There is... So there are three levels to the ship. There's the upper deck, mm -hmm. the lower deck, and the cargo hold. Um, and the cargo hold's stairway does not necessarily line up with any of the... Line up well enough with any of the uh, stairways up. Excuse me. Or the... I can't remember what it's called, but the grate that's on the main deck yeah. that sh looks down into the uh, the lower deck. Sure. Um, there's nowhere that you could... Yeah, if that's too far from the stairway that leads down to this because the stairway down into the cargo hold is at the bow? No, stern. At the stern of the ship. Rear end. Okay. Then I'll put my backpack back on underneath my cloak and... Okay, cock. I'm going to find us some food. I'm going to cast Invisibility again. All right. And I'm going to head up towards the upper deck to see if I can find myself something to eat. Uh, give me a stealth check with advantage. 17. Easy enough to do. Um, there's a few crew members moving around. Um, actually, there's at this point, um, there's quite a few crew members uh, sitting at some of the tables that are set up on the lower deck okay um but there's plenty of food for you to pick from plenty of empty spaces that you could grab uh food off the plates without really being seen and you managed to grab a i mean a rather large portion for a gnome of your size well i'm planning ahead yeah you've got some uh you get two two hunks of bread okay. uh one like each one will last you a day at least mm -hmm. a full day <clears throat> Um, one for me, some dried one for fruit. Yep, there you go. Some dried fruit, um, some salted meat. Um, salted meat. The salted meat does not smell great, but I, you've probably had uh, fish jerky before. Oh yeah. So, but yeah. So I'm just gonna grab it and then go right back to my little nook in the cargo hold. All right. And you set up there for another couple of hours. You get some food in you. You maybe even curl up and take a, a little bit of a nap. Yeah, probably. It's I'm way past my nap time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Milos, what are you doing during this time? Uh, Milos would go directly towards the bunks. You, you said the old navigator's name was Ludo? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, he would go through the bunks looking for Ludo. He'd kind of set his what belongings he does has on the bunk, kind of like pushed off into the corner. Uh, and the first thing he would do would be take, uh, taking out his dagger and scratching out Ludos' name uh, and starts carving in his own name to kind of solidify this new adventure he's uh, committing himself to. Um, but then the moment that's done, he would immediately check the stone in his pocket again. And as he's walking around the ship, uh, would try to get a good bearing of the ship for escape routes um, for okay. hiding places he is very very concerned um, so I think he would spend a chunk of his time pacing and trying to map out the ship uh, either in his notebook or meant probably in his notebook to the best of his capability okay, okay. give me an investigation check for that okay I'm good at that one not that good that's an 11 that's not bad still um so it does take the better 
portion of the afternoon for you to like fully walk around you gauge a couple of like you could get through on the lower deck there's the portholes that you could it'd be a little bit of a tight squeeze but like you couldn't take a running dive out of one but you could squeeze yourself through one and drop out of the ship pretty quickly okay um there are some windows as well specifically along the stern of the ship but then of course like where there are the cannons um they've got the oh i can't remember what they're called but basically the flaps that open up to allow the cannons to poke out gotcha and you could easily push one of those open and jump out of that as well okay um on the cargo hold because you do make your way down there Mm -hmm. um but you don't like you clock it there's no way out of here except for the single stairway gotcha um and then going up from the lower deck there's the again that grate that i wish i could remember the name of that thing um the access hatch maybe but you've got that sounds good yeah you've got that up towards the uh closer to to the bow of the ship um and that shines down into the lower deck um uh generally where people would be um eating and having food rather than where they would be sleeping because that's more towards the stern as well okay um there are individual there are private cabins uh private quarters um the galley is towards the the bow of the ship as well on the lower levels um you don't get you don't get a good look into any of the private chambers pretty much anywhere where the door is locked at this point gotcha um and then up on the deck you've got the three masts uh you've got the upper the raised deck at the back mm-hmm. of the ship um you've got the the main deck and then you've got the the four deck gotcha. um, which is like if the from the main deck of the ship the four deck is up about like five maybe six feet okay the um uh the oh aft deck is about 15 feet up and that's where like the tiller and the um the main wheel are gotcha then Milos would finish his night. Uh, he would probably grab some bread to munch on, but he is going to climb the main mast into the crow's nest um, okay. to get himself as far away from the water as possible. Um, <laughs> and that is where he's going to finish his evening, uh, just hanging out in the crow's nest eating. Throughout the afternoon and into the evening, the distance varies. Um, generally stays at least a hundred feet away okay uh but there is one point where they get within about 30 feet holy shit and it's especially after that point where they hit that 30 foot marker they get further away but they never really stray further than about 200 feet okay and the direction is pretty much the entire breadth of the harbor gotcha gaia you make your way back to the ship. You make your way through the harbor. Anything you would like to do specifically on your way back to the ship? On the way back? No, I um, you know, tuck Nuri, uh, Nuri in and head through the harbor. And as the sun's setting, I try to make it, make it on to the gangplank. What is your passive perception? Sixteen. Okay. You notice that there are like there are noticeably more blue-skinned folk on in the harbor than there were earlier in the day um especially since like and maybe it doesn't seem too out of place for you because you grew up in uh um you grew up with 
primarily blue-skinned people. But coming into the city, like, you would see one or two here or there, but it's not nearly common enough for you to find five, ten, a dozen, a score of blue skin, of different blue-skinned oh, it, it must be, uh, the tides must be changing. I don't know, the current, the current must be going by or something. Yeah, Fucking but, uh, cosplayers. It's <laughs> <is> weird. <laughs> but you make your way over to the, um... Make your way over to the ship, over to the gangplank. Um, you make your way, uh, or you you come up to Bastian Stone Elm, who is still, he is. You walk up just as he's about to lift the gangplank mm. up onto the ship, um, the one that he was sitting next to. Mm-hmm. And so he's got his back to you right now as he's squatting down and he lifts it up. Uh, don't you need to cross that first? <sighs> Sets it back down. I was wondering if I was going to see you again today. I am happy. That's you came back. Uh, uh, yeah, I figured uh, we wouldn't see land for a while, so I spent as much time as I could enjoying the coast. That'd be smart. We will most likely come across islands here or there, but uh, it will be a lot of the, the sea for the next, well, I guess, as long as we are out. Uh, but no, there, there is still the other one that the crew is using to load up the ship. And I pull this one. I push this one on first, and then I go over to that one, and I walk aboard, and I pull that one on second. Oh, okay. See, look, I'm I'm learning something new already. I I can't wait to to set sail. He places a hand on your shoulder, <laughs> which yeah, drops you like a good couple of inches. Um, you are going to do well on this ship if you keep an open mind like that. Yeah, come on board. All right, and I'll uh, I'll walk. Hey, um. Where where exactly should I uh I be going? Um uh there are general bunks down below. Uh as long as there is not someone lying in it, you are free to take whichever one you want. Oh, oh, okay. I did get my supplies. Is there should I just keep them with me? Um are you guys storing your stuff somewhere? Um if you I think we could find a footlocker that we can put at the the base of your bunk. And uh, if we can find the key for it, you can lock it up every night so that people do not get in there. But as we are all going to be on the same ship, I do not think that anyone here would want to sabotage your ability. Oh, no, to I just purely minutes. for us knowing where things are. I just I like to keep it tidy, you know. Keeping it by your bunk may be the, the most prudent way to do that for now. Oh, okay, yeah. And then I'll head off um i'm going to try to go to the lowest set like where storage is okay um uh hey hey this is uh, my spot (laughs) so um as you make your way down through the lower decks um you pass by uh, i i hate to reuse the term but a motley crew because that is truly what has come together on this ship you see folk of every race size race color gender um everything along each of those spectrums because there is there's really no norm set on this boat that you're you you realize um you have the quartermaster who is half giant you have a boatswain who is a, a wooden machine um you still have yet to see the captain. Uh, you've got a, a half-elf walking around. Um, you've got a, a dwarf moving around. You've got a 
purple-skinned tiefling with horns that really should be filed back because they keep scraping against the top of the, <laughs> the ceiling of the lower deck. Um, and so you just... there Again, no norm. You pass by the other blue-skinned person that you saw on the ship uh, or that you bumped into <laughs> earlier. One of those, like, hi... He would like be the... very, very visibly terrified at that moment, probably. I, I feel like, like he doesn't like me. Um, but you make your way through the lower deck. The t- tables are set. There's a, a bunch of empty seats with plates still set there that have some scraps of food left over. But you make your way to the the stern of the ship, down into the cargo hold. And what would you like to do? So is this gonna be a kind of one of those things where like the lower deck has like a little bit of water in it or whatever like at this point no okay yeah at this point the cargo hold is is it's damp but it's dry or okay. it's damp but it's it's not like uh you don't have any puddles, puddles on the floor it's or damp like it's not moist yet it's not not moist. yet you say moist one more time um moist <laughs> um and i'm gonna actually just spend the night there um and okay. let let nuri out in like just like a smaller little portion of it. I'm not looking around. Like I'm assuming no one's yeah. down here. It's right. You know, it's and I'm just gonna have Nuri come out, and we're <clears> just gonna have our little, you know, like playing with a puppy kind of. But like, hey, I can't wake up my neighbors. My apartment complex will be pissed. Mm-hmm. And then try to settle down. Merrick, you are woken up by a probably the sound of claws scratching on wood. Okay. I'm thinking this. Mm-hmm. I think there's someone else here. There is definitely someone else here, Merrick. I think it's a monster. It's not a monster. It doesn't seem like one anyway. And I'm going to I'm gonna say, you look. And I'm going to reach my bag around my front mm-hmm. and pull out a cylindrical glass jar and just kind of like peek it around the corner. Mm-hmm. Give me a stealth check. 15. 15. <laughs> That's my so, whey protein, brah. I keep it with me wherever I go. I keep Gaia, it with me. Your, uh, your passive perception was 16, correct? Yes. So as you are playing with Nuri, uh, you see a, do you have dark vision? Oh, that's a good point. I do not. <laughs> You're like ramming you into have, things, hitting your head. It, would you have lit a torch or a lantern? Yeah, I probably would have like a little one, like in the corner of the room, okay. kind of where we're hanging out. Because like I'll probably have my back to the wall, and we're just kind of like tossing yeah. something back and forth. So as you are playing fetch, basically with Nuri, uh, with probably like the bone, uh, the skull of like a squirrel that she caught during your travels, um, you notice. The, the light from your torch glints off something in the opposite corner. Is it so do I notice it moving though? Or yep, is it just... you notice like you notice something move and then it is still and there is now something in the opposite corner that is reflecting the light from your your lantern. I'll just kind of like hold the skull and I'll just like I'm gonna listen really like intently and like you, you hear nothing. Do you uh, see cooking. You hear, well, it seems as though we do have some company down here. A what? What is boy, it? A boy and his... Is that a... And Cog is interrupted by a voice all three of you hear 
elevated above all the noise in the ship. And you hear, Oh, little brother, why don't you come out to play? It would please me oh so much. And that is where we are going to end our first session. Fucking ah! bitch. <laughs> what? Uh! <laughs> you have a thing in a jar? <laughs> don't be coming at my jar, bro. I'm going to send my red tile puppy after it. <laughs> I, I was literally uh. about to throw the skull that way, too. <laughs> when you, you say elevated above all else, this voice, is it like echoing through the ship or in our minds or through the ship okay. it is it is a uh, a physical like it is yeah it's not telepathic it's thaumaturgy um, it is a, highest yeah it's thaumaturgy um just being okay. projected from the docks oh i'm excited i am too this <gasps> session went so much better than i expected it to <laughs> And, and no technical difficulties. I None. know. It's almost I mean, like we'll, we worked that out beforehand. You say we'll that, see, and now we're going to yeah. go like get through all the recordings. We're all going to be st- – <laughs> Right. I guess someone's audio is, is going to drop. I took plenty of notes for everyone. Nice. Like, I took, thank you. Thank you. I took three. I took, that I took three <laughs> notes. <laughs> I, t- I took a note. I got names. I have yes. three notes. I did not hit plural status. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh but this, I was excited before, but, like, even how excited I was before is an ex- is a ridiculous understatement for how excited I feel moving forward from this point. Um, I mean, we could sit and talk for hours to after the D&D session, but for the sake of our viewers and listeners, I just want to say thank you all for joining us on this new adventure moving forward. I can't wait to see where it takes us. I love you all. <laughs> and uh, until next time, I'm Jeff Sitz. I'm Bozer. I'm Lucas. I'm T. And y'all just keep geeking, geeking out. out.